listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, as always. It's so good to have you today. You look great. I know spring is here, summer's around the corner. You've been working out, haven't you? Because you look, you just, you look good. You look good, listeners. You are the best looking listeners of any podcast out there. Just let the record state that I, I, I see. Okay, I can't really see, but I assume that you look good just because you're tuned in. Clearly, you're on top of things. Well, summer is coming, and so I know I'm not quite ready for summer. It's time to change diets. It's time to start thinking about what you're going to wear in the summertime. But it's also time to start thinking about what you're going to do as a leader this summer. And so we're going to be talking today uh, with a good friend of mine who's getting to be a really good friend, uh, Crystal Mazuka. Crystal, hey, welcome to the podcast. Chuck, thanks so much for having me. This is super exciting. Now, are you are you a summer? So, like, if you look at the four seasons, do you have a favorite season? What's your oh, favorite it season? Is, it is summer, one hundred percent. Somehow, I, I knew w- that, Crystal. That was my <laughs> guess. Tell me why. Tell me why. Now, you live in the um, Pacific Northwest. I- and so I summer do. is like the three days when it doesn't rain. Is that right? Right, right. Well, <laughs> and you know, people people make fun of the Northwest for all of our rain. And the fact that it is below 70 degrees for like 80% of the year, but our summers are just absolutely gorgeous up here. It is the perfect weather without being too hot. It's sunny. Um, personally, I love our beaches up here. I, I could spend all day, every day at the beach. It's freezing cold water, so I don't actually go in the ocean. <laughs> but um, it's like these these beautiful, rocky, northwest, coastal stuff. Yeah. It's just it's absolutely fantastic. So my wife's family is from Washington and Oregon. You're you're in Washington, okay. and you can tell that I said Oregon, not Oregon, right? That's a thank you for that. You thank that you. Right, right. I know that you're not an Oregonian. You're a Washingtonian. So t- well, or by but you've trans you transplanted there, right? You didn't grow up in Washington, I but did. you've been there now for several years. Where did you mm-hmm. come from? Where did you where did so you start I- out? <laughs> I actually grew up in Las Vegas, um, which shocks people because they think, oh, people actually live there. Like, yeah, it's actually a gigantic city. And, you know, no, I didn't grow up in a casino. I had a, a house on the street <laughs> in the neighborhood. Um, but when I tell you that growing up in the desert ruined me for hot weather, um, all I wanted to do was get out of there because oh, in summertime, it. like it's over 110 every day. We used to, when I was a kid, we would play games where he would go outside in um, bare feet. And see how long you can can, last. Yeah, see how long you can stand on on the concrete, (laughs) which is probably not the safest. Your feet are all blistered. Yeah, I know. But that's that's what we did for fun. And so um, to me, the Pacific Northwest summers are just absolute perfection. Um, So did you ever, in that that Vegas thing, did you ever try to like cook an egg on the sidewalk kind of a thing? Um, I, I feel like it's one of those things that my brother and I would have tried to do. And my mom would have like stopped it right away. Absolutely like, no, not. you are not going to do that. Cause you know, if a kid tries it, then they would try and eat it. And that uh-huh. sounds like a trip to the ER. So Ruins no, thank you. <laughs> and the sidewalk. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Go to the car. Don't do that. Let's not go there. Listeners, we do not condone the cooking of eggs on anything except for approved cookware. Okay, good. But however, that, I think that, you know, growing up in that arid desert climate Uh probably really set you up to appreciate the beauty of the Pacific Northwest. We were just out there recently for the Northwest Ministry Conference and some other gatherings that we did out there, uh, Jana Magruder and I and our team. And so we got to spend a little time up there in Washington. It is beautiful. I always forget how big the trees are and how how green everything is. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. And it was neat, you know, because I got to see you guys when you're up here and how people react to things that I guess a little bit now I take for granted, like the yeah, big trees. Um, Isaac talking about the mountains that were around us. And I was like, these aren't mountains. These are hills. Um, <laughs> you know, like we've got we've got a volcano here. And so, um, yeah, it's just it is a gorgeous place. Well, okay, so we we led into this by talking about your favorite season. And so you said summer, however long summer lasts, it's very different in Washington than it is in Las Vegas. However, there's other fun things about summer, right? Summer is a time of vacation. It's a time of Mm -hmm. refreshment. It's a time of relaxation. Uh, But for us as leaders, summer represents an opportunity. So I wanted to spend a little time with you, picking your brain and hearing all of your crystal insights. I kind of like that, crystal insights. You should have a podcast, Crystal Insights with Crystal, (laughs) Uh, to to talk through some opportunities that we might find in the summer as leaders. So take us there. When, as we, everybody's tired, the school year's ending, we're ready for a break. And so how should we look at summer as leaders in ministry? Yeah, well, I I think the first thing, Chuck, is that mindset, like you said, that we look at it as a unique opportunity. Um, It's really easy for us as leaders after a super busy school year to just want to check out like everybody else is checking out. We know people are going on vacations. Um, We know that attendance is going to be spotty. We want to take vacations, but it is such an incredible time for connection, connection with our leaders, connection with families, and I would even say our own personal connection with the Lord. And so I think the very first thing is having that idea that I want to look at summer as an opportunity, not as a just like, I'm just going to shut down for a little bit and then gear up back up in the fall. So I think it actually starts with coming up with an intentional plan for summer, Mm -hmm. Um, because if you start that early enough, then you will even plan in those rest times and those shutdown times that you want for yourself without missing on those incredible opportunities that only summer can provide. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a, a point that I'm taking away, Crystal, from what you just said is it's important to have a plan for summer, not just to yeah. go in and like just dis- and tune out, turn off, disconnect, disassociate, just turn off. That's what I want to do. However, mm-hmm. you are wise to say, okay, no, there summer is a time that we need to use strategically and we need to have some kind of plan. It's okay to plan in rest and it's good to plan in getaways and refreshes. Summer's a really good mm-hmm. time to change up your schedule and do something different, yes. right? but we need to be careful to not just, uh, just coast, but to be intentional with how we use that summertime. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. And I think, um, one of the first things is really looking at our volunteers and recognizing that they feel a lot the same way too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every single person that is in kids ministry would say that we want to find volunteers 
who love the ministry, love serving, and will show up week after week after week. And we are so blessed when we find those people. And the last thing that we want to do is burn them out. And so the same way that we feel so just ready to take a break, we need to recognize that our volunteers are also feeling that same way. And it is so great to be able to bless them with time off in the summer. Mm. And um, at our church, we call it Summer Splash. And so we make this big push to the congregation where we say, hey, would you be willing to take two or three weeks this summer that you're going to be in town and help us in kids ministry? Mm. Come and make a splash in the world of kids ministry. That's what we call it. Or dip your toe into the water of kids ministry. It's all water themed up here in the Pacific Fun. Northwest, yeah. of course. That cold um, Pacific Northwest and, water. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> it's freezing. Um, but yeah, just inviting them to come and serve. We're not asking you to become a full-time volunteer. Uh, we're not asking you to make this giant commitment, but we're saying, would you serve a couple of weeks so we can give those regular volunteers a few weeks off? And sometimes those regular volunteers aren't even going anywhere but just that they have two or three weekends during the summer where all they're doing is being themselves. They just get to come to church. They're not worrying about leading a lesson or anything like that. And it is such a blessing to our volunteers. And for me, I even force some of them to take some time off. They're like, oh, I don't need any time off. And I was like, well, you're, you're going to take it. It'll be good for you. And so, um, yeah, having a plan for that and putting it in front of the whole church and an added benefit to that, I believe, is you get more people excited about kids ministry. Um, they get to come and they get to experience it. And they might say, you know, this is a little different than I thought. This is more fun than I thought. Like, maybe I do want to join this team. Maybe I do want to become a regular volunteer or be on your sub list or whatever. My my sub list, my, my bench has grown so much since I started this summer splash idea. So that's really cool. Added what a benefit. great idea. Yeah. What a great idea. It's, you know, and it speaks to your awareness of your people, right? We, I mean, we all know that everybody's tired and needs a break after working all year, but what a great yeah. idea. I can only imagine that it, you know, summer's the time for all of us to refresh, to give your, your core volunteers the opportunity to have a little time off, speak such value to them. I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we can just kind of bury our head in the sand and be like, everything's going fine. We're just going to keep going. And if I give them a break, they may not come back. And I would imagine the exact opposite may be true, that by giving them a little mm-hmm. break probably bring makes them more excited to come back and it could increase their, like their tenure in serving with you rather than burning them out too soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing that I would encourage anybody <laughs> Um, is that the same way that you are scheduling that rest for your volunteers, it's a schedule rest for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when I say rest, I would say not the absence of working, but I would say rest as like, take time to connect you and the Lord and be spiritually refreshed. Um, I think it's really easy for us to try and take some time off on the summer. And, and then it suddenly gets filled up with vacation. It gets filled up with visiting family. Um, We might even say, okay, well, I'm going to take time off from work, but now I'm going to do this online course, or I'm going to do something like that. But to really just use it as a time as a leader to be spiritually refreshed. 
um, to spend a little more time in the word, to maybe go on a spiritual retreat and just have that because we can only pour out what is being poured into us. Mm -hmm. And if we're wanting that for our kids and we're wanting that for our families and we're wanting that for our volunteers, we desperately need that for ourselves. Boy, that's so true because I think so many of us are, I mean, obviously in this role, serving in kids ministry, it's a depleting role. You're you're mm-hmm. giving all the time and it's hard to give out of an empty bucket. So we have to find ways to fill our own buckets. And so have you, what what sorts of activities, Crystal, do you think for summertime are, are good things for leaders to do? Like how much time might you take and what kind of pace might you look to set for summer and what sorts of things uh, would you want to be thinking about? Yeah, so I would recommend to anybody uh, to try and have a good proportion of time off to that specific refreshing time with the Lord. Um, So for example, let's say that you were going to take two weeks off. You might want to have a solid 48 hours in that. Uh, It doesn't even have to be 48 hours back to back, but just two days that you are intentionally setting aside to be spiritually refreshed. And I also feel like it's an incredible time to build up some rhythms and some habits of spiritual refreshment that would even carry into the school year. Um, you know, if, if a leader isn't in the habit of having Sabbath rest, and then you have two Saturdays during your vacation that you are intentionally having Sabbath rest, you'll know what it's like. And you'll be like, I, I, I see why I need to do this and be more intentional about it in the school year. And one of the things that I have found with it is to really find intentional ways to connect with the Lord. So I'm a, I'm a big reader. I love reading. And during those restful times, I make it a point to read a book that is going to impact my faith and my relationship with the Lord, rather than reading a leadership book or a kid's ministry book, which is probably what I I lean more towards when it comes to reading. I go on way more walks and summertime's a perfect time to go on walks. I'll go on walks and, and rather than listen to a podcast, I'll put on some worship music or some instrumental music, or even just listen to audio scripture and just really spend that time with the Lord. I'll journal a ton and just like, what is God saying to me in this moment? And Mm -hmm. it's such, such a needed thing that we as leaders, I think are too, we too easily neglect it. And so taking time during summer to do that and to hopefully build up some of those muscles. So we'll continue to do it when things get busy again in the school year. Great advice. We are we are so driven, most of us, right, that we're always thinking mm-hmm. about how to advance, 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 advance. And so we're thinking strategy. We're looking to train ourselves up with new insights or ideas that we can implement. And right. what I hear you saying is in order to advance, we really need to think about retreat. And that whole concept totally. of Sabbath – that the Lord built in from creation is that we are to have rest as a part of our regular cadence of, right. of how we live. And so many of us don't. So that's a good word. Summer is a great time for us to institute some of that. And you also talk, Crystal, about making connections. And you've, you've mentioned yeah. connecting with the Lord and how important that is. Talk to us about, um, about just why connections in general are so important and what are some key connections that we need to lean into? Yeah. You know, I like God 
created us to be in relationship. Um, he didn't make anybody to live alone. We see that right at the beginning with creation. It's like, here, let me make a person. You know what? I need another person. Like he, he wants us to be in relationship with each other and he wants us to be in relationship with him. And summer is the most incredible time, I think, to build connections. Um, for us to build connections with our volunteers, for us to build connections with our families and for us to help our families build connections with each other. When the school year is happening, we are so busy. As leaders, we're busy. Our families are busy. We are so delighted anytime a family shows up at church. <laughs> we're just, we're, we're excited. Like you made it. You said yes to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And in summer, while families might be really busy with vacations and stuff, when they are here, they suddenly have so much more time and we need to capitalize on that because what I think is amazing is we can help our families build connections with each other that will then again, like I said, carry on into the school year. It's really hard, I think, for some of our families to make connections at church when Sunday morning for that hour or those two hours are the only time that they see each other. And then the week yeah. is filled with school, it's filled with sports, it's filled with clubs, all the it's things. It's busy, busy, busy. Yep. It's so it's so busy. And yet we know how, how much it would benefit them to do life together, to have connections together. And they already have a built-in commonality in having kids that are the same age. And so mm -hmm. we, during this summer, have this incredible and unique opportunity to help them build these relationships that we know can benefit them in their life and their faith, like for the rest of their lives, the rest yeah. of the time that they're in our communities. And so one of the things that we can do rather than um, just having a ton of programs is rather having opportunities that these families can connect together, having mm -hmm. lunches after church, having park play days. It doesn't need to be anything super scheduled or super programmed just opportunities that these families can get together and get to know each other and start to make connections. And maybe you've got some families who show up at a play date and they have this look of deer in the headlights, like, ah, uh, this is my first time doing something like this. I don't know that I've even actually talked to one of these families. Well, I'm with them every week. And I know that you have a kid in this family and this family that are all the same age. So let me just go ahead and introduce you guys. And you and, can network people. You know, yeah, you start, you start, you start the conversation. So what school do your kids go to? What school do your kids go to? Oh yeah. Don't you play soccer? Yeah. I think that they play soccer too. You guys are on two different clubs, but you've probably played against each other and we can help facilitate that initial conversation and then just back up a little bit and let the Lord do his work. So I, I think it's just a beautiful opportunity again for building these connections that will then mm. carry on into the school year. And when people are connected with each other, when when people, when kids find friends, not just kids, families, parents, everybody, when they can yeah. find friends, when there's a connection with a leader, when they're connected with influencers at church and with you as, as a staffer, those connections um, really draw people to be more, more present and more involved and more connected yeah. at the church, with the church, when they connect with one another. 
connections. Mm -hmm. Such a great use of summer. Yes. Okay. It's yeah. also a time to try new things is something that you, yes. I know you're a fan of trying new things, Crystal, <laughs> as, a, as my fellow Enneagram seven, we love what's new and what's exciting and what else we could be doing. Talk to us a little bit about the idea of using summer as a time to maybe break away from your mm -hmm. normal year round, other three season cadences and, and programs and things to try something new. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like I need to preface this by saying that when I first got into kids ministry um, and I, I took over this job that I have at my church, they had just switched um, curriculums and it was such a contentious thing with some of the mm -hmm. leaders. I remember having this thought of like, oh, well, I'm just going to stick with this forever because I don't want to deal with these hard conversations and everything that are happening. But then being new to ministry, I would see other churches talking about, well, we're doing this and we're doing that. And I would hear these things and think, that seems interesting. That seems fun. I, I would love to see what that is like, but it is really difficult to change things up during the school year. Because again, yes. you're, you're so busy. You're just, you're just getting by. But when you've got summer, this time when you've already got kids that are coming inconsistently, you've got volunteers who don't normally volunteer. It's like, if there is ever a time to test out a new curriculum, it's going to be in the summer. Yeah. You can take a month. You could even take two months and just say, you know what, for this month, we're going to try something totally new, totally different. And you get to see if it's great or if it flops. And if it flops, you can go back to what you were doing before. But it's such a low risk time to try something new and to see what else is out there. And I think it's amazing because we can be so afraid of failure. We can be so afraid of disappointing people. We can also be afraid of hard things that we just stick with our routine. We stick with what works. We stick with what's regular. But there is so much good stuff out there. There is so much fun stuff out there. And I think kids like it too. You know, they get this sudden break in the norm. Like we're a big, we are a big gospel project church. We use the gospel project. I love the gospel project. I, I told you this when I first met you, Chuck. I was like, I don't know that I would ever like not do the gospel project. I'm going to get it in there some way. And taking a break from the gospel project is difficult because you know mm -hmm. that if you are going to take a break, you are missing four weeks in this. And so I would say to anybody who is worried about, but I don't, I don't want to miss these stories. I don't want to miss these connections. Right. Fall well, off then, your study plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So create some kind of at-home reset resource, mm. um, record a video of yourself teaching it and send it to the families and say, you know, if you're keeping track with us in the gospel project or whatever it is that you use, here's your video for this week. But on Sundays, we're trying something different. We're doing something new. Um, I think another great thing besides trying a new curriculum is even trying a different way of doing your ministry. Mm. Um, I love a large group, small group format. And I know it's a really tricky thing that people hear it and they're like, I, it, it kind of seems like that's cool, but I don't know. We've always been, we've always been classrooms. We've got our teacher in front. We've got the kids that are sitting. You know what? Give it a try. Give it a try in the summer. Take the month of August, take the month of July and just say, you know what? We're going to change up how we do it. And we're going to try this large group, small group thing that I've heard about before. We've never done it before. Maybe it's going to be great. Maybe it's going to flop, 
but let's just give it a try. And it's just, it's so fun for us to be open to the Lord, to say, I'm not going to pretend like I know the perfect way to lead and the perfect way to do ministry and to say, there's only one way and this is the way. And to say, Lord, if you have something else for us, I'm open and I want to try it. But like I said, I think kids love the breaking routine. They love to get to try something new. They show up on a Sunday and it looks different and it feels different and it builds an excitement in them. And so again, summer is the perfect time to try some some new curriculum, but also to try some new methods of how you lead in kids ministry. And so I've like just having this conversation with you, Crystal, I feel like a change in my perspective. So like I I have been looking at summer as like, I need to check out and and unwind and just tune it all (laughs) off. And now I'm thinking there are so many great things to do. And there's refreshment that comes in just changing up your schedule and getting out of the routine. I love that. This whole conversation reminds me of Ecclesiastes 3. For everything, there's a season uh, and a time for every mm-hmm. purpose under heaven, right? And so, and it lists off all those things. Yeah. A time to, and uh, we might add a little paraphrase, right? A time to drive hard and work hard and a time to rest, a time to <laughs> work your curriculum plan and a time to take a break and try something new. It's true. Absolutely. And summer is a great time to do that. Crystal, yeah. thank you so much. I appreciate you being here and sharing with us today. Absolutely. I get to talk about my, my favorite ministry and my favorite season. Like this was the best the best ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being with us and let's do this again really soon. I want to have you back on and we'll cover some more stuff and let our listeners get to know you and continue to get to know you better. So thank you. Enjoy the weather today in the Pacific Northwest. I will. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for being here today. Hey, you know, summer is also a great time for mountaintop events, mountaintop events like taking kids to camp, which is a huge opportunity and an awesome thing to do. And so I would always point you to check out Centricid and Student Life for Kids camps. It's also a fantastic time for big summer events like VBS. And so you can find out more about our VBS at lifeway.com slash VBS. There's a free director's club you can join and all kinds of things that you can check out. If you haven't done it yet, listen to the music of VBS right now by saying, hey, Siri, or okay, Google, or whatever, uh, Alexa. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and whatever works. And and ask it to play Lifeway VBS Spark Studios music, and you will get to hear all the sounds of summer pre-summer right now on whatever your streaming music service is. So check out camp, check out VBS and set yourself up for another fantastic summer. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.